Knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And welcome back to Hour Number 3. Homecoming this week for Virginia Tech as they take on the Demon Deeks. It's time now for the voice of Virginia Tech football, the Roth Report, here on BDSD. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you? Good morning, pal. Good to be with you today. How are things? Doing okay, man. How about you? This is a great time of year. We've got the baseball playoffs going on. The NHL started last night. The NBA gets cranked up. We've got college football and the NFL rolling. So lots to talk about. No doubt. Homecoming with Wake Forest this weekend, 3.30. This will be the 40th meeting all time between Virginia Tech and Wake. Yeah, it is homecoming, which is always fun to see people come. There are people that will be be, uh, be here on Saturday, Rick, that you know, they're diehard Hokie fans, but maybe they haven't seen a game in 30 years at Lane Stadium. Or they haven't seen their college friends in 45 years. And so you always hear those stories this weekend. It's amazing to see the core cadets come back. And, and, and some of these people, it's longer than that. You know, they haven't been back in Blacksburg since they were students. And now they come back as core alumni. And the core alumni band plays. It's really unique. And for our current students and fans that are uh, coming all the time, uh, this is the Maroon Effect game. So it'll be great. It's our fourth sellout of the season in four home games, which is really cool, all things considered. And so it says a lot about Hokie fans. And so hopefully the weather will cooperate on Saturday for Wake Forest. And the Deeks still looking for that first ACC win. Tough start for them in the conference. Yeah, you know, they lost Sam Hartman, their quarterback to Notre Dame. They've, uh, you know, they beat Elon. And they beat Old Dominion, and they had the home win over Vanderbilt, but they're 0-2 in the league. So I think it's a good opportunity for the Hokies. Uh, you know who else is coming back Saturday? Radford's Wayne Lindenberg. Oh, is he really? That's right, because he's on the staff. Tight yeah. ends coach down yeah, there. That's right. And uh, so, you know, the Lindenberg family has meant so much, not only to the Radford Bobcats, but Coach Beamer's from Radford. Mm-hmm. And we've had so many players and so many students from, from Radford High School 
who have come to Tech. So Wayne's coming back. And one of my former students, uh, Chase Muma, who is an SMA graduate from Tech, he's uh, a GA at Wake. Oh, cool. So that's always... <laughs> That's always interesting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I always, you know, Hendon Hooker was in our program too. So he might be the, he's the most talented former quarterback that has come through. Braxton Burmeister was in SMA. We've had, I don't know, maybe 30 football players over the last couple of years. But uh, Muma's the first former SMA student to come back as a coach for the other team. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit surreal, but it'll be good to see. It'll be good to see Wayne. It'll be good to see Chase on Saturday. What did uh, we learn or you learn about Tech after what happened in Tallahassee? FSU's really good, but Pitt, you know, we know is not so good. What, what do you think after watching that game? Well, I think there is a vast talent disparity. <laughs> yeah. Um, Florida State is really good. Uh, they've done an amazing job through the portal. And what they've done, they're not just getting players from the portal. They're getting the other team's best players. You know, it, it's not like they're – I mean, the verse they they had eleven ACC players, first first or second team all ACC players last year. Mm-hmm. Ten of the eleven were transfer portal guys, and Travis was from Louisville. Benson's from Oregon. Jared Verse is from Albany. You know, their top corners from UVA, and, and so they're really talented. Um, plus, you sprinkle in some Florida high school kids. Uh, they just have players. Um, you know, once Johnny Wilson went out, their offense changed a little bit. But, you know, they came out. It was 22 nothing before the Hokies got a first down. And then in the second half, their defense didn't allow Tech to score at all. We had the kickoff return by Tootin to start the third quarter. But, uh, you know, once that happened, it was 22-17. He kind of felt like the Hokies were in the game. Uh, they kind of slammed the door. So I, I think Florida State's really good. If they can get by Miami and, and the Florida Gators, uh, they're going to be in the college football playoff which is good for our conference. And it, it shows, you know, it wasn't that long ago, it was before last season that people were talking about what is the buyout for Mike Norvell. It wasn't that long ago, right? No, it was. You're it right. Was before, it was before the 22 season. And, and you know, they had started 3-10, and 10, that staff. But now they're, they're great. And when the college football playoff ranking comes out, they'll clearly be in the top four, unless they, they slip up somewhere. But that does not seem likely. They've got a quarterback that is statistically every bit as good as the three Heisman quarterbacks that they've had. If you look at Je- Travis's numbers compared to Wanky or compared to Charlie Ward or compared to Jameis Winston, they're better. So, yeah, I mean, every, I know there's been a lot of talk about Drake May as the ACC's top Heisman candidate. Um but it's Travis. I mean, it's it's Jordan Travis. He's going to be the ACC Player of the Year, and his numbers, his season numbers, his career numbers are incredible. So I think that's the takeaway that Florida State is 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 really good. Hokies kind of had the same situation in this game that they did at Purdue and that they did against Rutgers. Right, fall mm-hmm. behind by three scores, score seventeen points, right, get back into it, and then give up some big long running plays. It's almost as if we've seen the same game several times. You know, we have uh, Coach Price. He mentioned this at length yesterday that it's the, it's the run fits that you get a guy like Benson, and, and he, he's going to pull away from you if you there's there's no one in the country going to catch him. You give him, you know, give him a six stride head start. He's gone. He's gone. And that's yeah. what it happened twice. Can you think about Wake and Virginia Tech being on the gridiron together, and not think about 
Nine years ago? <laughs> Nine years ago. Nine years ago, Hokies and Wake Forest played that infamous game that led to a famous mem with Coach Beamer holding his hands above his head, celebrating a 0-0 final. David Hale from ESPN did a really good job putting together a story. I tweeted it yesterday, but you can go back. It's, I guess it's four or five years old now, but talking about the players in the game. And, you know, their kicker, Weaver, turned out to be such a great kicker, all-conference kicker for Wake, but he was 0 for 4 in the game. And and that game had 18 punts, all those tur- five turnovers. It, w- it was maddening, Rick. You would drive down the field and fumble, and then the other team would drive down the field and miss the field goal. And then you drive down the field and fumble. And, and then it was 0-0 at the half. Yeah, yeah. And then in the third quarter, it kept happening. And then by the end of the fourth quarter, it, I, I mentioned to David because he asked to talk to me about the, in his story. I said it wasn't a game. It was a tragic comedy. Like, what is happening out here? And then Wake won 6-3 to three in football. And I vividly remember Mike Burnup after the game was talking with Bud and, and you know. What is the defense supposed to do? It was almost a perfect game. And I think on its game-winning drive, Wake Forest it ended up being the field goal. Their, their game-winning drive was four yards in three plays. And they kicked the field goal in overtime, and that was it. The red zone defense, Coach Pry was asked and addressed that. It's got to be keeping him up at night, right? I mean, your thoughts on that. The teams are just scoring at some variety whenever they get inside the 20. I don't know that it's coaching. I, they're just the, the Hokies don't have the players. You know, I mean, they're they're well coached. They're just not making plays. Yeah, the other teams are a hundred percent against Tech. Once they get in the twenty, Tech has not stopped anybody. And I don't think you know. And I, you know, Brant can't say that, right? He can't come out and go, "We're not good enough." But they're coached well. It's not like they've ignored it. I think the coaches have done a good job saying, all right, when this team does that, you got to make the play. And our guys, they're just not making the play. Now, there may be some reasons for that, right? Injuries in the secondary. You've got a lot of freshmen playing. You, you know, you've got newcomers trying to stop people. But at some point, you're going to have to get a stop inside the mm-hmm. 20, right? I mean, we're midway through the season. Um, you know, Tech's dead last in the country in that. I mean, you think at some point, Someone would mess up inside the 20 and not score, right? Well, Wake's going to But here's the deal. Here's the deal. (laughs) That's right. Ready? Wake is the worst red zone team offensively in the country. Something's got to (laughs) give. Wake, when it gets inside the 20, can't score. So this is the week the Tech turns it around. But I think, you know, it's dicey because it becomes a mental thing, right? It's – it. you can't have that self-defeatist attitude. The other team has first and goal on the 20. You can't give up. You can't say, well, they're going to score anyway. You've got to stop them. And, you at least, and, they're, and they're trying, but they played some really good people too. You know, they've, you know, this team last week was, was good. The Hokies did force a field goal against Florida State. Uh, but, you know, I think this is the week that – to, to get back at home. These next two games are at home and a chance to get back to uh, even overall and mm-hmm. win a couple of home conference games. Before we head to the break, uh, baseball playoffs are rolling. Everybody's excited, yet we see the Orioles with the most wins in the AL get swept. I mean, your thoughts on what you're seeing? The Dodgers are down 0-2, and there's a lot of national writers picking up the whole uh, diatribe about the playoff format, but uh, my goodness, the Rangers are rolling right now. Yeah, the, both Texas teams, huh? Yeah. Astros and yeah. Rangers. You know, we could spend an hour on that. We I'm sure could. a lot of these baseball podcasts is is there is there too much emphasis on the playoffs and not enough on the regular season in baseball? 
Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I don't know. Something's not right, though, to see this happening year after year. It used to be, so, f- you know, even like before you and I were following it, like there was the American League champ in the National, right? You won the pennant, you were in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, you're in the World Series. And so if you were the Yankees and you had one of those, you know, 109, 109 win, 53 low, well, they played 154 games. All right, so, so fewer games. But you win 105 games. You didn't have to win three rounds of the playoffs, and the and it's great theater and it's good for TV. And by the way, we had games on during the day, which is great. They're not going till midnight. Yesterday, we had two Major League Baseball playoff games on over-the-air television. I think it's the first time in what thirty years that's happened. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, something amazing like that. That that, that year might not be right, but in other in other words. They were both on Fox, mm-hmm. like regular television. Yeah, um, right, right. I don't know. I mean, we saw that with the Braves a bunch, right? The Braves were winning 98 to 105 games, and, and all you know, they've won 28 division titles, and they've only won the World Series twice. So I don't know. We, If you're the Texas Rangers, the playoff system's great. Oh, if you're yeah. an Orioles fan, <laughs> yeah, you, just, you just had this 101-win season. Then you take this long break, right, because you get a bye. Now you're playing a team that's got its pitching rotation going, and in 72 hours you're done. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't even get through your pitching rotation. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> right, and it's 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 Wednesday morning, and you know the the season ended Sunday, <laughs> like, and you're done, and you go back to when spring training started in February. So the the finality of it, I think, it's it's startling for Orioles fans. And if the Braves get beat and the Dodgers get beat, same thing, right? It's like, sure, man, you put you put all this in, you win all these games, you've got the best team, and, and we didn't even get to our fourth starter, and we're out, mm-hmm. and we didn't even make the, the 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 league championship series. We didn't even get to play for the pennant. So, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's I think it deserves to be looked at a little more closely because it doesn't make sense that these teams could be so dominant and then all of a sudden. I think stopping the baseball routine and then having to pick it up after five days, looking at some of the comments of the managers and the players, is having an effect, whether it's yeah, real or psychological, yeah. something. I think, I think the reason to do it, it's why the NFL expanded its playoffs and every league does, is it makes that last six, eight weeks of the season really important. We talked about the TV numbers are up, attendance is up, interest in baseball is up. There's more teams making the playoffs, right? So the wild card has changed everything. So, you know, you can be nine games out, ten games out of first place in your division, but still be in the playoff hunt. And so there's interest in baseball all of September and into early October in Arlington, Texas, right? Right. And and so I think it... It certainly makes sense overall because you've got compelling baseball being played and you've got a lot of teams making the playoffs. But, yes, when you make a team like the Orioles sit and watch a series, mm-hmm. now, I don't know. That, that, that's, that's a question. I mean, the Orioles have a lot of young players, too. It's fine. The Orioles are kind of like the Hokies. They're playing all these guys and mm-hmm. doing things for the first time. Yeah. They've never gone through a playoff before. And so boom, boom, boom. Best of five, you're done in three. Like I said, Rick, Rick, they didn't even get to their bullpen. No, no, <laughs> and they didn't get to their fourth starter. <laughs> right, right. And and it, it, it's tough. It, it you know, so you feel and and you wonder what's going through the minds of now the Dodgers, 
and 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 the Braves. By the way, that game the Braves played the other night that was amazing. It was come back at two in the yeah. eighth and the, the double play to end the game in the ninth. I mean, the, the games themselves, at least on on that side, have been really good. Now these American League games, nine to one and six. Yeah, league, not been competitive. They've, they've yeah. not been very competitive. Right, but, right. I know, it's a really interesting thing. What's more important, the regular season or the playoffs? Right, right. It's Depends Bill. On who, yeah, who you ask? Yeah, right? I agree. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. Bill's going to have the update on the SMA. Also, we'll get the Baker team game of the week, the NRB Heart Clinic Top 3. All that's coming up as we roll along with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. Stay with us. Shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling at True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. This is Rick Watson, the voice of the Radford Highlanders and the host of Big Dog Sports Talk. And this is the Hokies' Bill Roth. Join us for the Roth Report on Wednesday, October 18th, as we give away two tickets to the Hokies' Thursday night game against Syracuse. This year, we have a prize package to go along with the tickets, T-shirts, caps, and lots more fun. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Louise, Bill, and Rick, your sports connection for the New River Valley. Our favorite phrases, go Hokies and go Highlanders. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we are back here with the Roth Report on BDST. And the SMA is cooking as we are in the middle of October. We did. We had five kids in uh, Tallahassee Saturday for the game. So our thanks to Florida State for accommodating and credentialing our tech student journalists. Uh, they, they put together some really good stories on the game. Again, you can't duplicate, replicate what they do at that stadium or any stadium in a classroom. Um, you know, they did a nice job. Will Lachlan did a good story. All our guys put together some stuff. Carter Hill, who's a, here's a Blacksburg kid, wrote about it. You know, the final, if you go back to the game Saturday, the final series of the first half, okay, Tech put together a great drive. They started on their own 30-yard line, Rick, and they put together a 16-play scoring drive. It was the one that uh, Bishul Tootin, by the way, he was second week in a row, Bishul Tootin's been an ACC player of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they... Uh, Tootin had an amazing touchdown run, um, sixteen play drive, seventy yards, and, and they they told the story of the drive because the Hokies went for it on fourth down three times and made it all three times on the drive. That's rare. I mean, that's rare to do that, especially three times. Team like that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the the our athletics communication people went back. It hasn't happened for the Hokies since a game in nineteen ninety seven at West Virginia. So that's a long time ago. It's 26 years that you go for it on fourth down three times and make it on the same drive. And um, anyway, the kids put together a really good story recapping the drive. You know, so and it says something about our team too, right? Yeah, absolutely it does. 
Yeah. Because Florida State's really good on defense. That's right. That's right. But if you're only getting two point something yards a play, you got it'll take four plays to get ten. So right, ten yards. So you know you had they had fourth and one at midfield and fourth and two, uh, and then Drones got that uh, fourth and one using the tush push. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. I'm all about going forward on fourth down. Hokies are really good this year. They're 10 for 17 on fourth down. Yeah. That's like 60%. I like it. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Are we out of the Paul Johnson school now? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No more punts? Yeah, no more punts. Just, just, just go, go for it. Just go for it. We're fine. Well, if you got fourth and one at the mid, at the 49-yard line, either was, yeah. Yeah. With, with, with that quarterback? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you're going. All right, what are you going to do now for the Baker team game of the week? you got a lot of good stuff going on here. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, Phillies Braves today is something I'm going to try. I'm going to try to get as much work done as I can so I can watch baseball. Today. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but Ricky, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a Big Ten classic today. <laughs> the Big Ten classic. The Big Ten traditional game. Yeah. Oregon Washington. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it just dripping with tradition in the uh, the Midwestern conference. When you of think the Big Midwest <laughs> football on a gray October day. Uh, you think the Huskies and the Ducks? Oh, there's no question. <laughs> Pac-12's having this amazing year, and those two teams are both both really good. good the Pac-12's going to be dynamite. I don't know if USC is going to stop anybody, but uh, yeah, Oregon and Washington—that's our game of the week. Uh, good call, man. That's two really good football teams. Unfortunately, it might be a knockout game for one of them, but yeah, man, they're both good. They're both fun to watch. All right, here we go now. The NRV Heart Clinic top three as we roll along with the Roth Report. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. I always love these. Where are we headed today? Okay, so you may not know this, Rick, but on this date, October 11th in 1975, Saturday Saturday Night Live made its debut. Oh, wow. With Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd yeah. and John Belushi. Okay. Were you around? Do you, do you remember anything about I remember it? those shows. I mean, Gilda Radner was one. I mean, she was such a... I mean, yeah, I remember that cast. Absolutely. Anyway, so so the, they announced that Travis Kelsey is going to host Saturday Night Live in March. So I was thinking, who are the top sports stars to host Saturday Night Live? Not just be there and kind of go along with it, but actually do it. I mean, Michael Jordan's done it, and Wayne Gretzky's done it, and uh, Fran Tarkenton, and O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know, they've done it. Mr. T hosted, Hulk Hogan's hosted. Bill Russell back in the seventies did it, but like who who really like embraced it and and bought into it? So here's my top three athletes that have hosted Saturday Night Live. Love it, love it, and and, and crushed it and did a really good job. Okay, okay. Number three, Peyton Manning. Yeah, he did. He was terrific. Funny, engaging. It's kind of kind of opened the door for him it right? did he it was still a player yes, yes. when he was doing it and now he's he's more of a tv guy you see him on subway commercials you see him on the alternate manning cast for monday night football right his brother too but peyton's three uh number two you know he was an analyst on another network but he was hysterical when nbc and lord michaels asked him to do it john madden oh yeah yeah good call all the way around because you you need to have that self-deprecating humor mm-hmm. look john madden got it right the the guy on the air and and the guy who we know and love 
was almost a caricature of himself you're at right the end. you're right because he was a football genius first a tough rugged raiders football coach right yeah, yeah. and but look what became with madden the video games the legacy of john madden it started when he was a coach and they brought him on to saturday night live that's a great story his whole story of broadcasting yeah everything more people know him as a broadcaster. I know. If you asked any of my students who was John Madden, oh, he invented a video game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they, don't, uh. they don't know the impact that he had on so many players and, and the Raiders mm-hmm. specifically. But number one, same thing. Same thing. NBC kind of gave him the opening to, to host the show, and he, he embraced it. And he's done it four times. Is now Charles Barkley. Yes, yes. Brought out his television chops then, didn't he? Yeah. And now he's going to be. Uh, we may see. I mean, Barkley might be hosting sixty minutes before it's all. Yeah, he got. I mean, he, yeah, he's yeah. really opened up into a uh, uh, straight shooting. You know, whatever is the politically incorrect thing to say. <laughs> That's our guy. <laughs> You know, and you can just imagine, like, the, they're on a delay and the producer has his hand on the button as Charles starts to talk about, re, regardless of the topic, right? He's not afraid. He's not afraid to jump in to any topic and say what is on his mind. And you know where it's coming from, right? It's no. coming from his heart. No, absolutely. Right? It's, it's not. Yeah. It, it, it's, he doesn't take a political side. He says, this is what I think. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's gone. And um, it's it's interesting, and very few people can do that. And, and TNT now has given him that platform, and, yeah. and others as well. So he was on the Those show. Those are our top three. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. he came October on October eleventh, nineteen seventy five. Chuck came on the show first run back in the first decade of the show. We got him, and he was on a golf course. And he goes, "Hey guys, I've been on the golf course. I've been drinking a little bit. We're going to do this, right?" <laughs> and we did. It was great. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so we're on the air Saturday at 1.30, and uh, Mike and Zach and I, are, we're looking forward to it. Uh, homecoming. Yes. I, I'm, you know, the Hokies, they're, they're, they're one and one in the league. They've got a chance to, to go to two and one. Wake is 0 and two in the league, so um, let's stay ahead of the Demon Deacons. And I'm telling you, if the Hokies can get these two wins, right, they, they play two home games in a row. Okay, Wake and Syracuse. Yes, yeah, very gettable. I'm both. telling you, if if the Hokies are four and four, three and one, going into November, everything, all all this angst and all of this um, frustration will go away. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they can do okay. that. Yeah, because they've Wake Forest at home this week, sellout an open date, and then Syracuse on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. If, if the Hokies can be 4-4 four and 3-1 four and and going into November, okay, with games against Louisville maybe a stretch, but games against BC and Virginia and NC State in November, their preseason goals are still there. It's all right there, yeah. Okay. Agreed. And, and I don't know that the Hokies were going to go to a bowl game without beating Wake and Syracuse anyway. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, right. When, when you right. looked at the beginning of the season, beating Pitt and losing to Florida State, I, even if they had an amazing September, that's that's not a unrealistic, right? right? The Hokies right. Yeah. beat Pitt at home, and then they lost the game at Florida State, to the number five team on the road. 
they've won 11 in a row have the Seminoles. So, but I think these two games, the Texas slight favorite against Wake. I think they're going to be a favorite against Syracuse. I'm all about my birthday's the first weekend in November. I'd like to celebrate four and four, three and one. I'm with you. That's what I want. So, okay. So if anyone wants to know what, I, <laughs> yeah, what that's I would what you like want for my birthday. <laughs> Some dubs. Can, can we do that? Yeah, we could do that. Four sure. and four, three and one. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll be listening right. to you on the call on Saturday, my friend. Enjoy homecoming. You, Appreciate all right, you. there you go. That's uh, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Good stuff. Yep, that's all Bill wants for his birthday. And he might get it, too. I think there's a good chance he might. We'll be back. David Teal joins us next as we roll along on a Wednesday. From the WRAD News Center, I'm Bill Trafiro with the latest news in the New River Valley. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. This is Rick Watson, the voice of the Radford Highlanders and the host of Big Dog Sports Talk. And this is the Hokies, Bill Roth. Join us for the Roth Report on Wednesday, October 18th, as we give away two tickets to the Hokies Thursday night game against Syracuse. This year, we have a prize package to go along with the tickets, t-shirts, caps, and lots more fun. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Louise, Bill, and Rick, your sports connection for the New River Valley. Our favorite friends. Go Hokies and go Highlanders. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Avellino's and Bull and Bones. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. And True Value Hardware for your home improvement projects. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. 